0: Good morning, I hope everyone's having a great day on today's Money Not Math conversation. I'm going to be reviewing an article titled Retirement Planning Tips from Man's Best Friend by Steve Vernon uh, from Forbes.com. And within that conversation, I'm going to challenge um, what our largest uh, expense in retirement will actually be. All right, so Steve's gonna say it's your house and we're gonna dive a little bit more into that when we get to that point. So start from the top of the article, we're going, he says, most older working Americans face serious retirement planning challenges. To generate enough money to afford retirement, they'll either need to work beyond age 65, reduce their standard of living, or do some combination of the two. So we have to ask ourselves, are we okay with those choices? If you are not okay with the choice of either working beyond age 65, 66, or 67, depending on what your full retirement social security age, if you care about your social security age, if you're not okay with reducing your standard of living in retirement, because you're thinking I worked my butt off for 30, 40 plus years to one day retire. I don't want to decrease my lifestyle now that I'm finally retired. If if you believe those things and you don't want to choose between uh, working longer or reducing your standard of living, what that means is it's extremely important that you start earlier rather than later when it comes to, Building and contributing to your wealth accumulation retirement income plan. And how you build that is extremely important as well, but we're not going to get into that discussion today. All I can recommend is uh, find someone you trust to work with that believes what you believe because it it doesn't matter. They could be your best friend in the world. If you don't believe what they believe, if they don't believe what you believe, it's probably not going to work out that well, Um, but hopefully it does. All right, so going back to the article, uh, these are tough challenges. And most people will need help. And that's where Rover comes in. I'm guessing Rover, he's referring to as the dog um, on this article, which I will include the link as I always do when I talk about an article I'm reading. Um, Dogs have important responsibilities, guarding the house, playing with the children or grandchildren, providing emotional comfort to the family, and so on. But they don't work full-time at these responsibilities and then stop altogether when they reach an arbitrary age. Instead, arbitrary. There we go. Instead, their energy and mobility decreases, they gradually reduce their activities and gladly continue as long as their aging bodies allow. If dogs were human, we'd call this phase, phase retirement or downshifting. It's a more neutral or more natural life transition that can improve our retirement finances, health, and longevity. So what he's kind of getting at there is rather than just picking one day to arbitrarily retire and just say, nope, I'm done. No more work, no more nothing maybe it makes sense to phase into retirement and slowly shift um, over a period of time. And what I would add to that is it's extremely important to build your retirement plan before you retire. All right, it's extremely important to understand how we're going to shift uh, creating wealth to spending our wealth in retirement before the time comes because it's extremely hard to adjust once we're already in retirement, all right? Tip number two, he says spend less in retirement. All right, dogs are happy as long as their basic needs are met. They aren't depressed if they don't have as much stuff as they used to have. Dogs are masters at balancing the magic formula for retirement scrutiny or security equal to income being greater than expenses. Um, What I would respond to this is, is that we again have to ask ourselves, are we okay with spending less in retirement? If you aren't and you haven't retired yet, that means we really need to put the hammer down and challenge ourselves Um, to determine how much are we going to spend in our lifestyles today versus how much are we going to save to accumulate wealth for our lifestyles in the future. If you're already in retirement and this is your only choice, that's okay. Because I firmly believe happiness is not about getting things we don't have. It's about being thankful for and appreciating things that we do have. All right, so how do we find ways to live happily in retirement without being upset or sad about the things we don't have? All right, so continuing on, um, tip number three, he talks about volunteering. Oh, Yes, just wanna make sure I didn't miss anything there, he's just talking about dogs, okay. Tip number three, volunteer. All right, he talks about how making sure you volunteer and staying active is extremely important, not only to stay active socially, but also um, to uh, lower your, your lower significant health or lower your risk of having of significant health um, risks. So volunteering can reduce risk of hypertension, lower mortality rates, delay physical disability, enhance cognition, uh, lower rates of depression, higher levels of life satisfaction, and so on and so forth. Um, so, tip number four: nurturing your social re- your relationships. Uh, make sure that you're t- staying socially active because when we stop being socially active, um, it-, it can deteriorate our minds. Tim number five, exercise daily. I think this goes to anyone before or in or after retirement, not after, but before or in retirement, um, exercising daily is extremely important to stay healthy. Um, and the one big thing he talks about within this, uh, going back to the spending less, is he talks about how it's ex- spending less can be extremely important, but also difficult because our homes can be the largest expense for us in retirement. All right, so here's where I want to challenge uh, the narrative a little bit. All right. So for so many of us, we uh, were told that we don't need the same amount of income in retirement as we, as we needed while we were working because we won't have as many expenses. Um, now that can be in itself a challenge, but within that they say, well, your house will be paid off. And if it's not paid off, it'll, it'll be your largest expense. But what, I ha- what we have to really challenge ourselves is, is if we don't plan our retirements the right way, what actually will become our largest expense is taxes. Let me show you what I mean by that. All right? And and how and within that are you comfortable with your largest expense being taxes? All right? So let me show you how taxes depending on how you plan for retirement can become your largest expense in retirement. All right? So if for example you have let's say $3 million in tax deferred savings for retirement. All right, so I know my handwriting is brutal, but hopefully you get the point. All right, when I say tax deferred, I'm talking about the most common retirement planning tools. I'm talking about traditional 401ks, I'm talking about IRAs, I'm talking about pensions, I'm talking about 403bs. I'm, uh, and etc so essentially all of the most traditional retirement planning tools that are available to us today and that we are pushed to use the most often are tax deferred right and the selling point is well you don't have to pay taxes today you can defer them until retirement and that's all fine and dandy if you truly believe you're going to be in a lower income tax bracket but we have to ask ourselves is first is it your intention to decrease your lifestyle in retirement if not you may need to maintain the same income to live the same lifestyle or a better lifestyle in retirement number two is it your intention to continue to increase your income and therefore increase your wealth between today and the day that you retire if the answer is yes again you're probably going to be increasing your tax bracket by doing that number three Knowing that we're $26.5 trillion in debt and with all the political and COVID and all the other economical issues we're dealing with right now, do you believe it's more likely the, the, or the that our government increases or decreases taxes knowing their number one source of income is taxing those who have money? If Your answer is again, yes. Then you are basically saying that it's more likely they will increase the amount of your money they will want to take if you have money. All right, so knowing that it's quite possible and maybe even probable that taxes will go up in the future, if all of your money or if a majority of your money, I'm speaking to you government officials, I'm speaking to you teachers, I'm speaking to you um, you know, tee workers, I'm speaking to all of you who work for corporations that put most of your money in in tax-deferred 401ks and IRAs and so forth, if you believe that taxes will go up and you have most of your money in tax-deferred savings, here is how your number one expense in retirement could very well be taxes. All right, so let me show you. If you have $3 million in, let's just say, retirement assets, we won't get specific in what you're invested in outside of tax-deferred assets. And let's say you pull $100,000 of retirement income to live off of, hypothetically, of course. Well, that's pre-tax. Right, you haven't paid taxes yet because you didn't pay them while you're working, you deferred them until retirement. Well, as of today, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, if you are married and you have a hundred thousand dollars of taxable income, you're gonna have to pay about a twenty-one percent effective income tax rate. So this is where we have to be clear. This is the effective income tax rate. This is not your marginal tax rate. Your marginal tax rate Federally, you're going to be looking at about 12, FICA about eight, and state about seven if you live in Minnesota. So your effective tax rate and your marginal tax rate are not the same thing. Please do not get this confused. So therefore, your net income is going to be looking at about about $79,000 of net income. So that already can be looked at as a $21,000 cost to your retirement, right? You pulled out a hundred, you only got to keep 79 because the government took 21,000. Plus, on top of that, are you aware that if you have over $44,000 of taxable income in retirement, the government in all their infinite wisdom says you have more money than you need. So we are going to tax your social, we are going to tax up to 85% of your social security again. So let's be clear on this. If you have over $44,000 of taxable income in retirement, the government says you don't need that much money. So we are going to double tax up to 85% of your social security at your highest marginal tax rate. So if your marginal tax rate in this case is 30%, they're going to tax up to 85% of your social security income at a 30% t- tax rate, your highest marginal rate, All right. So that is a cost that we have to be aware of. And we won't, I don't know what that number looks like because I don't know what your social security taxable income looks like. But let's look at this. Let's think about this. If taxes go up, right? Let's continue the story. If taxes go up, due to politics or due to economics or due to COVID or whatever it may be, the fact that we're $26.5 trillion in debt right now and all you ever hear people talk about is spending more money. If taxes go up and your money is in tax deferred accounts, if you're, let's say you you pull your $100,000 of gross pre-tax income and taxes are now 40%, $40, $40,000 of taxes. Again, I apologize for my handwriting. I'm not great on paper and it's worse on a screen. Now your net income is $60,000 of net income. Plus you still gotta pay social security taxes. Plus you still gotta pay Medicare costs. Plus you still gotta pay for your lifestyle. And oh, here's a kicker, are you aware of how Medicare costs are determined in retirement? Taxable income. All right, so the number one thing I, I have to talk about in this whole video, and in in the, the article's funny, he, ta- he relates it to a dog, retirement to, a do- to living like a dog. But the thing I had to challenge is, he says your home will be your largest cost. Okay, are you going to spend 21000 or, 21, or 40000 or more than that on a home? Probably not. So, if you are saving in such a way that you are deferring all of your all of your taxes until retirement, is it possible or even probable that taxes will be your largest expense? I'm only showing you if your if if taxes go from 21 to 40. What if your effective income tax rate goes to 60? Right. We have to take these things into account because where's the government going to get their tax money from those who have money or those who don't? All right. so hopefully that's helpful um, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen here and go back to the, the article for a second uh, I think you basically that's the, yeah, that's the end of the article so like we talked about um, with this conversation retirement planning tips from a man's best friend um, tip number one do a phase transition to phase transition from working rather than just cutting the cord one day and never working again maybe slowly transition And what I added to that is make sure you plan for that transition before it happens. So the earlier, the better, the earlier you start steering a ship, the easier it is to turn. Um, Number two, spend less in retirement. I don't really think that's a tip. Uh, That's more of a, if you're required to do it, then do it. But if you aren't required to do it and you plan properly, why should we, if we want to enjoy our retirements to the fullest extent, um, why should we have to spend less? But if unfortunately you're in a position where you have to spend less, then of course that tip is valid. Number three, volunteer, I think this makes sense, stay socially and physically active. Um, Number four, nurture social relationships. Of course, being socially, unless you're a huge introvert is is important. And number five, exercise daily. I don't think that's uh, mind blowing, but it, it it is surprising how few people exercise at least 30 minutes a day. So hope today's Money Not Math conversation was helpful for you. If you took the time to watch and or listen to this conversation, I really do appreciate your time. And I would appreciate it even more if you're willing to like, comment, share um, this this conversation as well as subscribe to my um, platform, whatever one you are consuming it on today. Um, Again, I appreciate your time. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.